0: Last week, we we talked about paying attention to detail and how important that is and how the tribes of Israel did not do that and they, they paid for it later. And so I, I want to pick up where we left off with that. The idea is they had clear instruction of the Lord on what to do, to what extent. Remember, they were to... to Kill everything that breathed as they went into these certain lands, and they didn't. I'm wondering, and this is just, this is just uh, speculation, but when Moses went up to the, to the mountain to receive the, the commandments, the Ten Commandments, and he came down with two stone tablets, that's not all that he received on the mountain. Remember, he was up there for quite some time. I wonder, and he received instruction on the the ark, how to build the ark, how to build the the tabernacle, how to build the uh, utensils and the bronze altar and the altar of incense and the table of showbread and the candlestick. He received specific instructions on how to make these things. Details. Now, I don't know how he remembered all that, but he did because it's in writing. He didn't come down, the scripture is silent in that. He didn't come down, and correct me if I'm wrong, he came down with two things that were written two stone tablets. That's all. Go with me to Exodus chapter 25 for a minute. I wonder. And it's, this is just speculation. You, you really can't wonder what would have happened because it didn't happen. But I just wonder what it would have been like if, if Moses didn't pay attention to those details and make things exactly the way God told him to. I wonder if Noah, when he was building the ark, if he didn't pay detail... <laughs> It probably wouldn't have floated. It might have sunk. I don't know. It might have tipped over because it wasn't balanced. I don't know, but these men, the revelation that they were given, they followed to the T. That's my point. Look, uh, Exodus chapter 25, I, I believe I said 25. Look at verse 10. They shall construct an ark of acacia wood, And on it goes. You shall overlay it. You shall cast four gold rings. You shall put the poles of acacia. You shall put the poles into the rings. And and on it goes. You shall put it into the ark of the testimony. You shall do this. You shall do that. Detail after detail after detail. That's just the ark of the covenant. Then there's the table of showbread. And if we go to chapter 26, details on how to construct the tabernacle. There's dimensions. There's 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 material there's elements of construction that they're supposed to use there's numbers that are critical and Moses did it all according to God's revelation chapter 27 deals with the bronze altar it deals with the, the, the tabernacle as far as the courtyard goes and, and what that's supposed to look like. And then there's the oil of the lamp. And on and on it goes. Chapter 28, the, the uh, what's it called? The, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have the English word. The, the clothes of the, the priest's Chapter 29, how to consecrate the priests. And on and on it goes. And Moses, chapter 20, deals with the altar of incense. And there's just instructions here on on how to do it. And Moses did it all. And God blessed. God blessed. That revelation, when you think about it, so we're going to bring last week's message to an end right now. The revelation that God gives us, my friends, we're obligated to follow it to the T, paying attention to the details, right, to the details. Now, let's go to Joshua. The title of my message, the title of my message, kids, you ready? title of the message, Is God Enough? Is God Enough? Everyone else had an inheritance of land, but the Levites, the the tribe of Dan had this plot and the tribe of Gad had that plot and Manasseh and and Benjamin and on and on and on it went except the Levites. They had no inheritance of a piece of land. And I'm like, well, I, I wonder why not? Why didn't they have an inheritance like that? Well, Scripture says because their inheritance was the Lord. Well, why did the Levites have that inheritance? We'll get there. I ask you, before we start developing the message, is God enough? Carol and I have had this conversation many times coming back from Panama, adjusting to, to life here after 20 years there, wasn't the easiest thing for us to do. And we both asked each other if, if she lost me, if I lost her, and I lost my kids, and she, or she lost the kids. and Everyone that was special to us, if Grace Church of Men are apostatized and all you did it with, with, the, with the church... And it was just us. Is God enough? Wow. That's, that's hard. My wife is on a little, uh, a one week, uh, she went to this New Thetic Counseling Conference. And so last night I was by myself at home, in bed by myself, and it was a little spooky. Because I've been in Panama by myself, but i would never been here by myself. And, and yeah. And I, I just, so I went to bed, and I'm like, well, I just pretended. Yeah, I pretend. I pretended that she was downstairs watching television when I was, because we do that. I, I get tired real early, real, real quick. I go to bed early, and she stays downstairs. She either reads or watches television or something. And so I pretended that she was downstairs, and that sort of calmed me. And then I went, what if this was the norm? Friends, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Some of you have lost loved ones. The question remains, is God enough? listen to this we're not we're not going to sing but just listen be thou my vision be thou my vision o lord of my heart not be all else to me save that thou art thou best thought i'm sorry thou my best thought by day or by night waking or sleeping thy presence my light be thou my wisdom and thou my true word. I ever with thee, and thou with me, Lord. Thou my great father, I thy true son. Thou in me dwelling, and I with thee one. Be thou my battle shield, sword for the fight. Be thou my dignity, thou my delight. Thou my soul shelter thou my high tower raise thou my raise thou me heavenward o power of my power riches i heed not nor man's empty praise thou mine inheritance now and always thou and thou only first in my heart high king of heaven my treasure thou art High King of heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven's joys, O bright heaven's sun. Heart of my own heart, whatever befall, still be my vision, O ruler of all. Is God enough? If that's all we have, is God enough? That's what it was like for the Levites. Joshua chapter 14. We know that much of the second half of Joshua is the dividing up of the lands and giving the inheritance. And there's inheritance on the east of the Jordan and there's inheritance on the west of the Jordan. And, and, but there was nothing for the Levites. Verse 3. Joshua chapter fourteen verse three. For Moses had given the inheritance to the two tribes and the half tribe beyond the Jordan, but he did not give an inheritance to the Levites among them. For the sons of Joseph were were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim, and they did not give a portion to the Levites in the land, except cities to live in, with their pasture lands, for their livestock and for their property. And we see that. We'll we'll look at that in in chapter twenty one. The 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 tribes of Israel gave cities to the Levites to live in and for their cattle to pasture in, in these cities, but it was not their inheritance. These men, these tribes gave of their inheritance so that the Levites would have a place to live. Let's go to chapter 18. Uh, Yes, Joshua chapter 18. Verse 7. For the Levites have no portion among you because the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance. The priesthood is their inheritance. And one more. Chapter 21, we see that the tribes, like I said before, the tribes start giving cities uh, to the the Levites, so they have a place to live. Look at verse 3. So the sons of Israel gave the Levites from their inheritance these cities with their pasture lands, according to the command of the Lord. And then we see that all in all, there were 48 cities given. Now let's go to Numbers chapter 8. All this is important, folks. We understand why the Levites have their portion is the Lord. All this is important. Look at Numbers chapter 8, verse 14. 12. We'll start reading with verse 12. Now the Levites shall lay their hands on the heads of the bulls, then offer the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering to the Lord, to make atonement for the Levites. You shall have the Levites stand before Aaron and before his sons, so as to present them as a wave offering to the Lord. Thus you shall separate the Levites from among the sons of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. The Levites shall be mine. Then after that, the Levites may go in to serve in the tent of meeting, but you shall cleanse them and present them as a wave offering. And we'll get into this passage a little bit later as we move on. One more: Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18 says, the Levitical priest, the whole tribe of Levi, shall have no portion or inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the Lord's offerings by fire and his portion. They shall have no inheritance amongst their countrymen. The Lord is their inheritance as he promised them. Thus, I'm sorry, excuse me. Now this shall be the priest's Due from the people, for those who offer a sacrifice either an ox or a sheep, of which they shall give to the priest the shoulder and the two cheeks and the stomach. You shall give him the first fruits of your grain, your new wine and your oil, and the first shearing of your sheep. For the Lord your God has chosen him. This is in reference to Levi, the tribe of Levi, and the Levites. The Lord has chosen him and his sons from among from all your tribes to stand and serve in the name of the Lord forever. The possessions of the priest and the Levites did not consist in land which they were to possess and begin to cultivate and 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 raise crops and cattle and and harvest the land. In fact, their their inheritance was what was much more precious. It was the possession of Jehovah, the God of Israel. And that, and that inheritance was to be guarded as the greatest possession of all. Nothing could compare to it. Nothing was better than it. Nothing was as perpetual as their inheritance Their inheritance was a lasting inheritance, quite opposite the inheritance of the tribes of Israel. Look at what Israel is like today. Everyone wants a piece of Israel. But in comparison to the inheritance of the Levites, every other possession is to be regarded as nothing. God is their inheritance. My friend, is God enough? what they had in their inheritance. So we have four R's, kids. I'm looking for this on your sermon outline notes. There was a relational inheritance. There was a rare inheritance. There was a relentless inheritance and a royal inheritance. First, the relational. There was a special relationship with Jehovah God. We find this in Exodus 32. Let's go to Exodus 32. This is why God chose Levi, the tribe of Levi. This is why their inheritance is God. Their their inheritance is Jehovah God. That's why. This is what happened. Moses came down. Joshua was with him. There was Booyah in the camp. Moses said, it sounds like war. Maybe Joshua said, it sounds like war. The other one says, no, that sounds like celebration. When they got down there, they found that they made a golden calf. And then Aaron, Moses' brother, says, they gave me their gold. I threw it into the fire, and this is what came out. Moses was angry. He came down. He threw those tablets down. Look at verse 25. Exodus 32, verse 25. Now when Moses saw that the people were out of control, for Aaron had let them get out of control to be, in, to be a derision among their enemies, then Moses stood at the gate of the camp and said, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And what does it say? And all the sons of Levi gathered together to him. All the sons of Levi gathered together to him. That's, a, that's an important detail. Didn't say a mixed group of brethren from the tribes gathered. It says all the sons of Levi gathered together with him. He said to them, verse 27, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Every man of you put his sword upon his thigh and go back and forth from the gate to gate in the camp and kill every man his brother and every man his friend, and every man his neighbor. Okay, there's there's revelation, there's there's detail. It's not uh when I pause like this, let, let me explain. I I got a Spanish word that I don't have an English equivalent and Oh, agradable, what? Agreeable, agreeable, pleasing? It, It wasn't agreeable. I mean, kill your brother, kill your neighbor, kill your friend. Go back and forth in the camp. Levi, put your sword on, go back and forth in the camp and kill your brother and kill your friend and kill your neighbor. Really? Verse 28, so the sons of Levi did as Moses instructed And about 3,000 men of the people fell that day. They had a relational inheritance. God, they sided with God. They came out from amongst that idolatrous chaos that was happening. They stood next to Moses, and they did what they were told to do. Now, this was a rare inheritance as well. They occupied a unique place among the tribes of Israel. Let's go to Numbers chapter 8. Let me start with verse 13. We, we, we read part of this before. Numbers chapter 8, verse 13. You shall have the Levites stand before Aaron and before his sons so that they present them as a wave offering to the Lord. Thus you shall separate the Levites from among the sons of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. Then, after the Levites may go into, in to serve the tent of meeting, but you, but you shall cleanse them and present them as a wave offering. For they are holy, given to me from among the sons of Israel. I have taken them for myself instead of every first issue of the womb, the firstborn of the sons of Israel. For every firstborn among the sons of Israel is mine, among the men and among the animals. On the day that I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctified them for myself. But I have taken the Levites instead of the firstborn among the sons of Israel. I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and to his sons from among the sons of Israel to perform the service of the sons of Israel at the tent of meeting and to make atonement on behalf of the sons of Israel." so that that there will be no plague among the sons of Israel by their coming near the sanctuary. God chose the tribe of Levi for himself to serve in the tabernacle, to serve in the temple.
1: On behalf
0: of the other tribes, they are his firstborn. So instead, no I, I let me back that up. instead of the firstborn, he's chosen the tribe of Levi instead. So they occupied a unique place among the tribes. The Lord took them for himself. Why? Well I believe it goes back to Exodus chapter 32 when he came when Moses came down and there was that idolatry happening and and he he called out whoever is with me it was just the tribe of levi so god chose that tribe for himself and they were priestly they had a priestly service to serve the living god so it was a relational inheritance it was a rare inheritance now it was a relentless inheritance i needed another r i know relentless sounds like sort of negative but it was ongoing relentless when someone someone is relentless they just keep on going well their their inheritance is relentless it just keeps on going it was a perpetual allotment it was an everlasting covenant you're still in numbers let's go to chapter 18 Uh, I'm, I'm just going to bullet point some things here. Look at verse 8 in Numbers 18. I gave them you as a portion and your sons as a perpetual allotment. Verse 18, 11 says, this also is yours. I skipped over verse 9. I'm sorry, this shall be yours. So, so God is going to tell them what this perpetual allotment is. This, this, this relentless inheritance. Verse 9 says, This shall be yours from the most holy gifts reserved from fire. You can read that. Verse 11 says, This also is yours, the offerings of their gift. You can read that. Verse 12, All the best of the fresh oil, and all the best of the fresh wine, and of the grain, the first fruits of those which they gave to the Lord, I give them to you. Verse thirteen says, The first ripe fruits of fruits of all that is in their land, which they bring to the Lord, shall be yours. Every devoted thing in Israel shall be yours. Verse 15. Every first issue of the womb of all flesh, whether man or animal, which they offer to the Lord shall be yours. And he talks about how they are to—they're not going to sacrifice, sacrifice the firstborn of the womb of a human. No, they gotta—they got uh, i forget what the word is. They need—they need to redeem that with an animal. Verse 18: Their meat shall be yours. Verse 19, I've given to you and your sons and your daughters with you a perpetual allotment. It is an everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord to you and your descendants with you. Verse 20, Then the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in the land, nor any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the sons of Israel. I am your portion. What else do you need? If the Lord is your portion, what else do we need? You could read that chapter. He 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 goes on to explain what that allotment, what that this this is a relentless and never-ending inheritance. those gifts all the best goes to the tribe of Levi and it was a royal inheritance we read that already in in Numbers 18 20 they were to go into the, the tabernacle and serve as priests so they have a relational inheritance a rare inheritance a relentless inheritance and a royal inheritance now Okay, that's the Levites. What kind of inheritance do we have as the church? You might see some of these things as I'm reading them. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, and I have that too. As a matter of fact, we do have all four. We have a relational inheritance. Romans 8.16 says, let's go to Romans 8 we'll find out that our inheritance is very much like if not better than the inheritance of the levites 8:16 the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of god there's that relation father child that's our inheritance it's relational God is our father. We cry out to him, Abba, Father. For, many of, for as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to those who believe on his name. Amen? Children of God, a relational inheritance. I don't know if you've ever received a monetary inheritance from a great aunt, uncle, a great aunt, a great aunt, grandmother, whatever. I've never received any inheritance from anybody. I don't even know my name has ever been mentioned in a will anywhere. But this is amazing. This is amazing. It's a relational inheritance. We're children of God. It's also a rare inheritance. Look at 1 Peter 2, verse 9. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. What? Wait. Wait. What did the Levites do in the tabernacle? They functioned as priests. Peter says, we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Okay, the... the The Levites functioned as priests in the the tabernacle for the benefit of of, of the nation of Israel. Now look, this 1 Peter 2, 9 passage says, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Why are we functioning? We don't function as priests like the Levites did, but we're priests with a message and to sit and do nothing with that message? Well, I don't think that's pleasing unto the Lord. so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's a rare inheritance. He called us for a purpose. We are his own possession. We are royal priesthood. Again, not functioning in the way that the Levites did, in a different way, in a New Testament way, as God's spokesman. It's also a relentless inheritance. If we're still in Rome, well, we go back to Romans chapter chapter eight, verse seventeen, let me read context, verse sixteen. The Spirit Himself testifies with our Spirit that we are children of God, comma, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God. Heirs of God. That inheritance of God is eternal. God, God is eternal. Everything that belongs to him is eternal. And we have become heirs of that relentless, that perpetual God provides. Jehovah, God, Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. He continues to provide. Uh, I'm sure if, I, if, if we pass the microphone around, almost every one of you could give testimony of how God has provided over the years. Just keeps on providing and keeps on providing and keeps on providing. What he wants for us is just to pay attention to the details. Trust him, pay attention to the details. And he provides. Finally, it's a royal inheritance. Continuing on in the reading in in Romans 8, 17. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ. Our king. Fellow heirs with Christ, our king. So that means what belongs to him belongs to us. Right? Right? There's a dicho, there's a saying in in Spanish, mi casa es tu casa, right? My house is your house. You might say that in English. What's mine is yours. Well, we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. It's a, my friends, our inheritance is a royal inheritance. It's an unending, relentless inheritance. It's rare. God chose us for a purpose, for a priesthood, in its relation, you know, we're children of God, and this, is, this mirrors that relationship that the Levites had to a point. So I go back to my original question Is God enough? You do the scenario in your mind. I, I don't want to paint an, an ugly scenario in your mind. You do that. If this were to happen and all that I had left was God, would it be enough? I think all of us would say yes and it's easy to say yes. I'm, I'm just trying to be so practical. I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not looking through rose colored glasses. I think all of us would say yes but when it came down to the nitty-gritty, would he be enough? Or what I need, I, I need I, I'm lonely, I need another person. I, I, just, I just don't have what I need. I, I don't have direction. I, I need someone to direct me. Whatever the scenario is, I love my wife. I don't want to lose my wife. I don't want to lose you guys. I don't want to lose my kids. I love my grandkids. But if all that was gone, and it was just me in a lost, perverted world and God, would God be enough? I hope. I would hope that the words of my mouth would match the action of my heart we have an immense inheritance and it's all based on who God is and that should be enough. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do thank you for allowing us to look at this inheritance of the Levites. Lord, it was amazing. They stood by you, they followed your instruction and they became a chosen tribe of Israel, where their inheritance was perpetual, it was royal, it was relentless. Lord, we have that same inheritance in Christ. Where we have that relation. You as our father. Us as your children. Where it's perpetual, it just continues. It's never exhausted Lord and it's rare because you've called us out of this world you've chosen us you've made us priests that we would proclaim your truth to a lost and dying world and it's a royal inheritance Lord because we are co-heirs with your son the king of glory Lord, I pray that every brother and sister here would examine their own heart. Lord, that I would examine my heart. Are you enough? Or do we need something else? Break us, Lord, if we can't say God is enough. Commit this time into thy hands, Lord, and these dear people In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, kids, remember, follow the instruction, come over this way, single file line with your papers,